Yo, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 11 of I Played the Culture. I'm one of your co-hosts, Casey St. James. And you would think after 11 episodes, we'd get better at the technical side of this, but it just took us about an hour and a half to figure out our levels. Yeah, that was a process. Yeah. Um, we had some technical issues in the studio. But we're getting better every day. Every day. You would I, think. Yeah, I mean, like, if you haven't seen the website yet, check out the blog. Yeah, we facts. Just, we just let our first blog post sing. Yep. Congratulations, Happy. That was a bar fest. Yeah, and I wrote that before I was seeing the con or can, however you choose to pronounce it, before the reviews of the idol from there. Which have been scary. Yeah, we're at 9% right now. It's a nightmare. Yeah. I Honestly, now that we're talking about it, I'm just going to, I don't want to take too much time talking about this, but like, I probably won't watch it to save my perception of the weekend. Yeah, and lucky for the fans, they don't have to watch it either because I'm doing a write-up every week. Yeah, so check our website if you yeah. haven't. Happy's Updated Idol. If, like Casey, you're too scared to listen or watch the idol, I will be writing about it. I just don't want to ruin my image of one of the people that I think is a goat for yeah. me. Yeah, so. no, fair enough. Um, you never want to meet your heroes. Yeah, so we formally launched the website this week. The merch is going to come really soon. Casey got his first piece for his birthday, so that's the prototype. Yeah. So shout out Alex. Yeah, she wanted it. She wanted a little love in the pod, and it's just, it's due for yeah. sure. Yeah, cost her $52 yeah. on Etsy to get a shout out. Respects. <laughs> if you want one, I'll take like 10 or $15 for anyone <laughs> who wants a shout out if you want to if you want to Venmo me or something. Um, but yeah, did you... Did you catch White Man Can't Jump? Did you watch the the reboot? I know I, we're, we talk talk about it a talk, lot on this show, but yeah, I, we we yeah, I, I saw it. I could I feel like we could do a third episode about him breaking that down. There was so much to unpack. A lot of, a lot to unpack. I will just say, let's keep it short. We don't want to take too. No, much I was time gonna on, say we can't. On Jack, we've Harlow. already given him two. Yeah, but I I'll give his acting a C plus. Um, and I just will say, the movie turned out better than I expected. I'll just keep it at that. Fair enough. So, anyway, we have a. Very, very special guest in the studio today, um, a world traveler, a distinguished athlete, Maxwell Murner. Yeah, welcome. Welcome, Max. Thank you, boys. Really appreciate it. Happy to be here. Yeah. Um, it, it's taken a while, um, I'd say a few months for me to, to hop on the sticks and really get into it, but I appreciate the, the invite and you know, happy to dive in a little bit. Of course, dude. Happy to have you. Well, unfortunately for you, there was an actual reason we got you on here. It's because I want to get you publicly on the record with this question that right. I know a lot of people have been wondering about. Let's hear it. You have claimed that you are related to Kenny G. The, so, <laughs> the Kenny G. So please now, with every 45 listeners listening, mm -hmm. is that true? And if so, what is the relation? Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely, yes, you are related to him, or absolutely <laughs> you'll answer that question? <laughs> Uh, both. So I wouldn't say I'm blood related to Kenny G, but I do like to say that I'm related to Kenny G. Um, and the relation is my mom's mom. So my nanny, uh, we call her nanny, not grandma. Okay. Um, she is second or third cousins with Kenny G. Okay. Wow. Um, so a few removed, but I still call him a relative, yeah. a distant relative to some extent. Big bro. Um, and as my good friend, Justin Smith calls him, uh, my aunt, um, <laughs> if you haven't seen his beautiful, long, curly hair. Well, that's the thing. I mean, the physical resemblance is there. And this is obviously an audio format podcast. So you, we'll post what Max looks like, but it's almost identical, to be honest. <laughs> the, the, the flow is there. Yeah, yeah I probably yeah. probably get my curls from Kenny G. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that Respects. makes sense. 
any musical talent from yeah have from you him, have or? you picked up a sax or? um actually no but my sister she started playing sax in elementary school and i dabbled a little bit probably like a few weeks but i wasn't really into elementary school band mm. so well uh, since you brought up your sister congratulations thank you yeah, yeah. little second nephew just yeah. arrived the other day yeah. nice um little kazuki so but, you're a yeah, nephew you. to kenny g and now you got your own nephew of your own. Yeah. And one day he's going to come on his own podcast and say, yeah, Max Murner is my uncle. Right. It's, full, it's full circle. And I'm related yeah. to Kenny G. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, it all it all circles back. But we are very excited to have you here yeah. today. Sorry, yeah. sorry it took so long, Max. We know you finished second in the March Madness poll. I didn't want to bring it up, but... No, yeah, we might as I well. We, we, we speak the undeniable truth here on the pod, so... Yeah. I'll give you. I'll, I'll take some accountability for that. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I appreciate you guys. I've been following you for a while now. Obviously, two of my good buddies, and you know, happy to hop on the mic and you know tell my side of things. Yeah, and I I think part of the reason I'm excited to have you on today is because I would say of all of our friends, your musical interests are probably the most different from ours. I personally would describe it as alt funk. Uh huh. What would you describe your your interest in music as? What What will be your genre defining? Yeah, and that's an interesting point you bring up because I would Thank you. I would call it eclectic alternative. Mm. Meaning I have diversity in a lot of my music tastes. I gravitate towards rap, electronic, folk, reggae, whatever you call it. I yeah. feel like it's very eclectic and widespread to some extent. Nice. Um and we can get into that a little bit later, but that's kind of what what I would say is, you know, eclectic alternative. Um, ELC dash a l t eclectic give us um give us your uh spotify spotify wrapped because that's yeah. the real marker yeah i'd yeah, like absolutely. to know like... and, and i wouldn't necessarily this is like super reflective of that diversity well, it kind of <laughs> i mean the spotify wraps are reflective yeah to a literal science yeah okay well so i i dug around a little bit yesterday and and looked at my my spotify dating three years back um so I'll, I guess I'll just start with 2020. Um, Mac Miller coming in at, at number one. Um, nice. Easy. No doubt. That's my fucking boy. Yep. Was. Um, yeah. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Um, next was Drake. Roddy wow. Rich. Wow. Travis Scott. And then Gunna. Wow. So not that eclectic. That sounds like right. my time. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, right. so when I said two minutes ago, he is our friend who has our least musical interests. And then your Spotify rap is the exact same as mine. You make me look like a liar on my own podcast. (laughs) Right. And and that's why I don't know if it's necessarily reflective, especially in these past like two or three years with my spreading my wings and tapping into a lot of different music genres. Because I feel like in high school, I was trying to find my ground, you know, figure out what I really liked, even into college. You know, what is that? But I was also still gravitating towards rap and hip hop and you know sprinkling in some electronic yeah and i think that's where my like main playlists come from are like rap mellow rap electronic maybe some reggae intertwined um and my go-to's like you know if i'm opening up my spotify i'm gonna you know play some absolute bangers especially if i'm on the aux with my buddies that Mm -hmm. are you know typically rap hip-hop driven Mm -hmm. i'm gonna play some drake i'm gonna play some travis scott i'm gonna play some gunna just to please the crowd and you know kind of yeah navigate that with the crowd that i'm around yeah well i mean you bring up a good point there because i'm sort of figuring out why your rap looked like that and was because in 2020 covid we both got it and we were together <laughs> we were hanging and i might have been plugged in that entire time on your you own didn't phone. get it though N- um, you tested you're the only one that tested negative in the group 
No? Uh, yeah, no, that is correct. But You didn't technically get it, but you couldn't miss a good time. Right. So you we wanted all, to hang. Yeah, so we went, hang. we went to Palm Springs. We got back. We all tested for COVID. Everyone had it but me. So they were all going to quarantine together. And yeah, certainly I was sick with FOMO more than anything. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wasn't going to not be in on that. Yeah. And... Yeah, and I think that, and this is going to be, a, you know, a topic of discussion in a few minutes here, but I think that just goes back to like influence and like who yeah. I'm surrounding myself with, sure. what my homies are listening to, what is going to please the crowd that we're with at that specific point. Um, and also, you know, thinking in bulk, specifically this Spotify rap, like thinking in bulk, like if I'm playing two, three Mac Miller albums on repeat, Drake albums on repeat that's not comparable to maybe the folk or the reggae songs or, or, or artists sure. or albums that I'm playing. Cause I'm playing these other artists. He's more hip hop rap artists in a higher scenario. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's very fair. Yeah. And I mean, I think something I admire about your taste is that sometimes I, I won't speak for both of us. I'll speak for myself. I can feel a little snobby about alternative genres yeah. I feel very committed to pure. hip-hop. Pure. Yeah. And I don't think you're like that. I think having an open mind when it comes to um, being interested in other genres is a good quality to have. So I'm trying to – I would like to model myself more after that. You're trying to say you're a purist and not that eclectic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to some if, extent, If you're listening yeah. at home, drink every time you hear the word eclectic. Yeah. You're going to be blacked out. Buzzword. Yeah. <laughs> Buzzword. <laughs> today um but yeah to, to move on i'll go into 2021 and then 2022 okay. yeah good point um drake was top at uh, uh in 2021 followed by rufus de soul the weekend mac miller again and then j cole was fifth wow interesting interesting and i don't yeah. know I, I was trying to think about j cole and specifically yeah what, were yeah, you what did he drop in 2021 i don't know if it was, back i don't know if it was anything in particular what's your favorite stuff from him that's a good question. <laughs> you were listening. You talked. Yeah, he cracked your top five. That's a lot of that's a lot of hours. Let me see. Four Souls he... Drive. It. I mean. Four Souls Drive classic. You might have just been feeling reminiscent. Oh, in twenty twenty one, he dropped the off season. Oh yeah. Okay. That must have been it. Then. There's some hits on there. You yeah. don't. You just don't like J Cole. Hap. Um. No, I don't dislike him. I think for me, he's more in the middle. Like I feel like a lot of people either love him or hate him. I like him. Probably not my top 10, but I like him. I mm-hmm. saw him live at Shoreline. Nice. For... I wouldn't say, sorry to cut you off. I no, wouldn't please. say like I like like him or love him compared to Mac Miller or Drake or some of these other tops. It's in, That one surprised me. Sure. The fact yeah. that he was in there. 100%. Very fair. Even yeah. top five. Very yeah. talented, by the way, I will say. Oh, absolutely. Make no question about it. And also a good guy. Good hooper. Eh. Represents the culture well. I mean, is he the best hooper in the <laughs> rap game? No, but we should. That's a good question. Save it. We'll save that one. Yeah. Okay. Give us twenty twenty two. Yeah, twenty twenty two. And this is this is funny. You guys are gonna love this. Um, Harry Styles was my number wow. one. Wow. And um, hold on, real quick. Yeah. Go ahead. That is the year you moved into an apartment with your girlfriend. Correct. So. And he dropped his the most banger of an album um, in twenty twenty two. <laughs> i think it's more about the former honest. that i brought up <laughs> harry's house and i just for some reason gravitated towards that harry. My, my brother's a huge harry styles fan um, are there hits on there there are some hits yeah okay i'll play you some please like i um, i'm not like happy i am i also have an eclectic playlist so <laughs> i'd be willing to listen um 
yeah, so Harry Styles was num- number one, which I was honestly surprised about. I think I was just playing that Harry's House album on repeat. Fair. Um, Drake, number two. Mac Miller, number three. Kendrick Lamar, number four. And The Weeknd, number five. Man, those are a lot of really good raps. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I agree. very pleased to hear that. So yeah. and, and yeah. it's and it's consistent to some extent over those three years, and that's what I wanted to bring up and bring all three yeah. of those because there is some consistency and also, you know, some randos in there like J. Cole and, you know, Harry Styles jumping in as well. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think in terms of the the hip hop side of stuff that you listen to, what about hip hop brings you in? Is it the sound sonically are you attracted to that noise? Or is it the subject matter? I mean, I know I mean I know you're a fan. I've seen you rap demeanor by pop smoke and dua lipa both parts uh-huh. and also doing physical actions as you're rapping along you grrr, <laughs> every every part of that song so i will never what, forget that no me neither that was so funny but um, what, what do you think it is what, in terms of in reflecting upon your raps wrapped and what you like in hip-hop what do you think stands out as pulling you into listening to those songs and those artists outside of influence yeah, and that's a tough question. I think I, I think about it in two different ways. It's one, being attracted to that sound and those beats and that kind of, not random, but different attraction to music that what I necessarily got brought up listening to or my eclectic, you know, diversity with Drink. music. <laughs> um, so gravitating towards that sound, I also find some of the lyrics absolutely hilarious and like like that's that's entertaining to me with like that mumble rap and just some of the crazy things they say and i think that goes back to how they were raised how they live now some of these rappers men and women um rapping about their their experiences on the street gang banging involvement with drugs from an early age and mm-hmm. telling those stories i find that very fascinating Versus like, you know, a, a reggae or folk band singing about, you know, the woods or being on, on a ranch, you <laughs> yeah. know, like those, I think that's what gravitates me towards rap is one, one, the beats and, you know, how these people portray themselves as artists, but also as people and how they were raised, the culture that they were raised in. Um, and, and also the stories that they tell. Wow. That's, that's a really good answer. Really good answer. I don't know how to follow that. I feel like shiv roy after kendall's speech on succession which may not land with you guys but hopefully have some fans in the audience i mean i think you bring up a funny point though some i think of what we love about our guys is the goofy lyrics right yeah there's some goofy stuff in there that you can't help but laugh at yeah yeah Uh, i I agree and i like migos you you hear you hear some of the words and you're looking at it on rap genius and you realize what they're actually saying and it's kind of fucking hysterical yeah no for sure like and and to piggyback off that i think one of the things that like the migos for example allow us to do is like live vicariously through their music right so like totally it's not like we're buying birkins you know like we've never had a birkin told her work it but like we can sing along and like be like wow that'd be sick to do Every time on that song, they say 85K for this package. Yeah. Like 85K I've never even touched. Not even close, let alone spent it on a bag. Yeah, that's so. so that, I mean, that is a really interesting point because that is goofy, but also um, sort of a, a lens into their into their lifestyle. Right, yeah. which yeah. is completely different than you know, what we experience on a day-to-day and what we experience 
as kids, as young adults. So do you feel like, I'm guessing that um, Christian Murner, your dad, hope you're listening, great guy, dropped probably his, wasn't exposing you to- government. <laughs> <laughs> Is that cool? I hope he, oh, yeah. hope he listens. I'm, I'm he has sure... three middle names, so okay. he probably won't be able to find them. It's a lot yeah. more than most, but um, he probably didn't expose you to any of this. It was probably something distinctly different that I guess if you don't, you, yeah, you sort of want to see what's behind the- the wall. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of bringing my sister back into things too. Like she is five years older than me. So when I was in like middle of elementary school, end of elementary school, she was kind of getting out of her shell, experiencing in specifically Bay Area rappers and E40 and Andre Nicotina and Mac mm. Dre and playing those songs to me and my brother who are young elementary school kids. And then I kind of just built my iTunes library off of what she was doing and my ipod silver mini yeah had all of the songs that she was listening to so then that kind of introduced me towards rap hip-hop kind of that culture um and then i think it kind of just took off from there when i had the ability to look up my own music and kind of explore that in middle school and high school and surrounding myself with my friends and their older siblings who are playing you know this this harder core rap and stuff that's kind of what tied it all together yeah. And introduced it for me. For sure. And I, I, this kind of gets into my next question. Like I mentioned, Max, you are a very distinguished and decorated football athlete. <laughs> and as we know, you know, soccer is a very global game, right? You've traveled the world, played soccer. Um, how is being kind of like in locker rooms with a massive diversity, like people from every walk of life, impacted your musical taste? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. And I, I first want to point out you mentioning football. I love, mean, love that case. Yeah, bro. Like we're, we're an international podcast. We have listeners from. Yeah. Shout out to the listeners in India. I saw, I also saw some from Tokyo too. Really? Yeah. Yes. Nice. They're using AI to translate what we're saying <laughs> to Japanese. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Just to, to answer that question, I think there is, you know, some sort of influence there, you know, having a lot of Latino teammates, having a lot of black teammates growing up and, um, throughout high school and college and even post-college, um, I wouldn't say I necessarily gravitated towards the music that they were playing, but it was around, right? Like whoever was in the locker room first, they're grabbing the aux cord and playing their type of music, right? Yeah. Tino and I in college, you know, we, we typically have the same taste of music. So we're kind of gravitating towards playing the same things, um, playing those pump up songs. So I wouldn't necessarily say there's a huge influence behind me taking these bits and pieces of music or artists that, you know, my other teammates are playing and replicating that into my, you know, own practice or my own listening on a day-to-day basis, but there is still some exposure to some extent. Yeah. Yeah. What you're trying to say is you got to the locker room first and put on watermelon <laughs> sugar and forced yeah. everyone else to listen to it and said, this is my locker room. I'm captain. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to some extent, like, yeah. I don't know if it was necessarily Harry Styles at that point, but it was kind of a, a yeah. power trip too thing. You know, yeah. sure. I have the ox. I play whatever I want. I'm hopefully going to please the crowd at this point. What's yeah. your What's your one go-to mm. pre-game song? You listen to it before every time you step, touch grass. Touch pitch. Touch pitch. Yeah, that's a good question. I wouldn't necessarily pinpoint one specific song, but two songs come to mind, especially when I was playing in Denmark. I, I created this huge pump-up playlist for me and my team. And, you know, the one the one song that I played right before I went out of the locker room was Praise the Lord by ASAP Rocky. That's which, a hit. 
That is such a good such pop-up a song. hit and like fired me up. Like I could run through a brick wall. I could do whatever I want right now. Um, and then another catchy one that I liked to to play was Superstars by Migos. Yeah, man, another, another yeah. banger. Those are two good picks. You get, you guys must have won every single game. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's yeah, it's funny playing ASAP overseas in that part of Europe, considering he got arrested there. Right. Was it pre or post arrest? It was, it was pre-arrest, okay. and I, but I was also in Denmark, which is close to Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, And yeah. that's probably like one of the two good songs on that project. Right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I wouldn't say I'm a huge ASAP fan, but there's something about that song. Even today, when we play that song, like when we're, we're raging with the boys or like out, everyone turns around yep. wide-eyed, like, Let's Who put go. this on? Yeah. yeah. Who put this on? And it's a great song to not overplay. Yeah, like totally. stash that and play it for like once every couple months, even I would right. say, because yeah. then you play it and you're right, heads tilt. turn for yeah. sure. No, cool. that's a really good answer. Yeah, for sure. Respects on those. Yeah, yeah. cheers. Um, <laughs> we're winding down here, but I'm gonna start a new little bit here. It's called the hot seat. Ooh. Um, we're gonna start firing off questions. You gotta just tell us your answers. I mean, I am in the hot seat right now. Yeah, yeah. you've been this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one I have is best festival set you've ever seen oh. and or concert. Doesn't, it, no, doesn't no, 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 no. Stick to the original festival question. set festival set. Yeah. Okay. That's hard to think back on, but I mean, top of mind right now, Lil baby Coachella 2021. Nice. No, uh, 2022. Yeah. Last year, yeah, last, last year, year. last year, yeah. Yeah. like so fire. We had such a good location, like almost up in the front. Um, I thought he had an unreal set. He was top three for me last year. Coachella wow. sets. I had my squad with me. Hap, we were together. Yep. You know, we were rocking. Nice. And I hope it, you're not pandering to the audience with that answer. Because <laughs> you know our audience is going to love that. No, I yeah. know. I, I, but that was like, that's top of mind. Yeah, that's still he was like, incredible. It's hard to think back 2016, 2017 sure. outside lands or like festivals almost 10 years ago. What's top of mind right now, that still sticks out to me as like one of the best live sets that Fire. I've seen. Especially you know dusk at coachella it was it was pretty epic oh, yeah next yeah. question i have is a uh, favorite piece of merch you own mm. <laughs> that's a good question i actually prepared for this one too <laughs> um and i don't specifically have much merch in my closet in general my closet is pretty lacking these days um so maybe that's something i tap into the next few months but i did wear my tom petty and the heartbreakers concert team nice. they played at the fillmore in 1997 i obviously wasn't there but i thrifted this and it was wow. a, such a good find vintage piece that vintage is a piece. really good piece of merch and that um, my dad's favorite artist yeah as yeah. referenced in the first episode wow max bringing it back Full he's done circle. his research beautiful <laughs> beautiful and i didn't even notice you were wearing merch until you said that yeah, yeah. surgical yeah um, he so. just ripped off his jacket and, and busted out like <laughs> yeah Superman. clark kent <laughs> yeah i would say yeah that's probably the only piece of merch i own i got it probably less than a year ago at a thrift store That's well um, now you have to look under your chair no way <laughs> there's ibdc merch under there <laughs> just uh, kidding <laughs> yanking my chain yeah, sorry merch is coming soon folks merch is coming soon max you're gonna be first in line yes absolutely correct yeah i'll pay a lot of money for that too it's on the house Hap, do you have any questions or I don't know if I have anything specific. I mean, I'm looking around my apartment right now and I see all this stuff and I realize people don't decorate their apartments based on their music tastes. I do. Speak for yourself. Well, well I mean, I that's, why, that's why we started a podcast, I guess. Let me ask you this, Max. Good question, actually. The best gift you've ever gotten from your girlfriend. 
maybe not the best, but the most topical for this pod. Yeah. Um, for my birthday this past year in December, Julia got me um, a record player, nice. um, which is absolutely epic, super cool. And with that came uh, a Mac Miller Circles record. Wow. Um, that's actually clear. It's so cool. It's sick. That's, I've um, seen it. It came yeah. with everything. It came with like three records, a bonus track, two posters. I like I like that too about records. It's like it's a piece of art. You know, exactly. Sure, 100%. On top yeah. of the record, on top of the music that's being right. played, you have something to hang in your apartment or you have something to look at, you know, on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to Julia. That was a great gift. We spin records every once in a while. Yeah. Anyways. And uh, she's going to be actually on next week. I am launching a different podcast called Vanderpump Rules Reunion <laughs> Talking. Miss and so me, me and Julia that. are going to be hosting that. <laughs> yeah, miss me with that. I will not be there. <laughs> no, if yeah, you want to talk that's... eclectic, let's talk reality TV. Yeah. That's a good gift. Um, yeah. There's something the therapeutic best. about Very watching so. watching records spin. Totally. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Anyway, Max, thanks so much for coming on, man. Of course. Case, happy. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. It was a pleasure. I know we had some technical difficulties in the beginning, but... Push through. We pushed through. We Feels prevailed. like that never even happened at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Max, we'll see you. This is I Plead the Culture. Peace. <laughs>